two, one, go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Tribe of the Forest podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into Star Wars and other nerd-related media. This is season two, episode 21, and today we will once again be talking about Star Wars. So <laughs> you guys have watched us. Um, we've done a few like character profiles and stuff. So today we decided to do the profile of one of our favorite baddies, because come on, we have to show our love to the dark side of the Force as well. So today we will be talking about the original Sith Apprentice. Darth Maul. So I think to get us started, um, maybe general impressions of the character when we first saw him in Phantom Menace. Yeah, I mean, I, before we get going, it was interesting when you were mentioning yeah. that we've done some <laughs> other character deconstruction, and, and, I, and I was thinking about that, and I'm like, holy shit, like we have, this is I think the third or fourth that we've done, all of the ones that we've done so far have been the dark side, is Boba Fett, Palpatine, now Darth Maul, and I don't know. We did do Qui-Gon Jinn though. Ah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I I was like, holy crap, we've only we've only focused on the dark side. On the dark yeah, side. Yeah, but there we go. Quite on balances it all though. And if you count the uh Clone Wars arc of Yoda that we did, we kind of did a profile on Yoda too. So mm. a little bit. Same but different. Same but same different. but different. But different. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, the same. Anyway, anyway, uh, I mean, I think this is very timely, very timely discussion, though, right? Because like we were talking on our previous uh, Bat Patch uh, reaction video, right? Like the return of the Pikes uh, to the show and based on the timeline and where it's at, like lots of people, ourselves included, have been speculating that uh, a certain uh, former Sith apprentice would be doing his return. Uh, so it's extremely timely. Even if he doesn't uh, show up, it's still like a nice way to kind of start talking about Darth Maul again, thanks to like, you know, the Pikes and the Pike Syndicate and obviously Crimson Dawn by extension. But like you said, Nani, his first uh, appearance was in episode one, The Phantom Menace, 1999, when Star Wars just came back in all its yep. glory into the big screen. Uh, needless to say, at least for me, that was, a big deal and i was like that was a very anticipated <laughs> yeah. movie for me i was i think 11 at the time uh so like i was it was the perfect age perfect age to see episode one because uh, you know you didn't have any of the baggage of being a jaded cynical uh, <laughs> fan from of the original ones you know it's like it was like this youthful all star wars is good and i just want more star wars and I and I just remember being at the movie theater and all of a sudden when Darth Maul just whips out the lightsaber and turns on the second blade, it's like, yeah. oh Lord, everything's different. It's like yeah. the world is not the same it, and it cannot go back. Uh, and I had like, I had the action figure. My neighbor had the Darth Maul lightsaber. I had the Qui-Gon Jinn lightsaber. So obviously it was like, you know, Little, it was just kids on the street beating each other to to a pulp with plastic plastic sticks. Uh, it was a beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, but I do always remember being underwhelmed that Darth Maul just died immediately, right yep. off the bat. Yeah. Uh, on that in that movie, so uh, and uh, you know at the, at the time that's you know that's I didn't know that there was gonna be clone wars yeah. or rebels or solo mm -hmm. or you know or, or all the countless things that we've had darth maul in so it was kind of like a it was bittersweet it's like oh you're awesome but i, I want to see you again uh, 
but I did remember like after that, like reading it, Darth Maul's Sh- Shadow Hunter, I think was the name of the book. Because I'm like, oh, well, I need, I need more Darth Maul in my life. So you need I, more. <laughs> the, yeah, the little, the little novels that came out at the time that were like uh, adaptations of Phantom Menace, but through the point of view of some of the characters. Yes, I had one like for, for Padme. I had the one for Darth Maul. Then I bought the Darth Maul Shadow, Shadow Hunter book. And so it's just like, please, more Darth Maul. Uh, until obviously we got that which fulfilled with the Clone Wars, but but we'll get to that. But those were kind of like my youth, you know, my youthful impression of Darth Maul without really knowing what lay underneath the surface. Yep. What about you, Mo? Um, I've always I've always had a soft side for the dark side and the evil characters. So mm-hmm. when Darth Maul came out, it was just perfect. Like it had you know, it was black and red. That whole like the horns. It's like yeah. you just oh, have yeah. like a, like yeah. like you, you you could not at that age. <laughs> you were like clearly that's the bad guy. Like you cannot. Why <laughs> <laughs> like, you can see it? It's it's it's. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the, the yellow eyes, it's like, it's such an iconic character. Like, I still mm-hmm. remember. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't think he was in the movie that long, considering no. how long the no. movie was. No. But every moment that Darth Maul was there, I was like, oh, I just want to see what's happening. It's like mm-hmm. walking with Palpatine and like mysteriously like going against Qui Gon. And it's like, just then with the motorbike, the, the flying, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like everything he's a about, yeah, everything about this person is like badass. Like you know, that that first like, and then adding the anticipation of like, you know, we haven't seen like a new lightsaber fight in so long, and then Qui Gon pulls yeah. like the lightsaber and he's flipping around of the bike on the desert and it's like such a beautiful scene mm-hmm. like you actually felt like oh like shit is about to go down like mm-hmm. and, and, and you just you just enjoy every bit of Darth Maul being there uh I, I, I guess like I wasn't like that taken aback at the time that oh Darth Maul died it's like okay I guess it's part of the story because yeah, it yeah. always seemed like you know it's just the apprentice but it, it's such a I think the fact that those small minutes where Darth Maul is on screen are so impactful all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I love like that Naboo scene when everything opens up and just they are just standing with the call and like it's just waiting. I'm like, yeah. I'm here to yeah. take down an army. And everybody's like, just go the other way. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. I'm going the, yeah. uh, taking the yeah. long way. Yeah. yeah, and then very gentlemanly, like they'll take off their robes, you know. Yeah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's, 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 it still holds up amazingly. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. And that whole, yeah. I think we've we've talked about this on the the best like saber battles. I think, yeah. Again, the, the, the dance of sabers. One of our best episodes ever. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> please go check that out if you want a little bit more mall and sabers <laughs> uh but and then the the fact that mall was just like there's so much acting going on with the face and like the expressions mm-hmm. and like they you can see like how the character just embodies that dark side it was like mm-hmm. to me that scene where he's pacing and waiting 
or the force shield to open up and Qui-Gon is like just meditating and you can see like that's that is the essence of like like the impatient the patience they're both bigger mm-hmm. than their virtue but that's it's it just encompasses everything and i just then being killing like Qui-Gon so impactful like the Jedi we come to yeah. love like mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like oh shit Qui-Gon is also mm-hmm. dead like <laughs> he's like wait my favorite my favorite villain and my favorite character all died in the same like, way what happened? Like, what's happening <laughs> wait then, rewind then, rewind, rewind. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just can't get enough of them like you just want yeah. them more like and maybe that's yeah. that's the power like it's they're, they're they have so much gravitas about and it's later on i guess we'll talk about it but that we flesh out mall story but that was just the first impression this is like a complete sith badass this is what a sith should be like yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah what about you yeah. manny well it was because well, yeah, you I... were you were a teenager at the time so you had yeah. you, you, you had, were you, you did have that cynicism of, of teenage <laughs> angst so. Yeah. so so yeah so i was in high school when uh, <laughs> phantom menace came out and i was a huge fan of the originals and i you know obviously i didn't go to the premiere of the originals i'm not old enough for that but i did you know see them when they did the re-release and everything so mm-hmm. this is the first time that i've gone to see you know and or you know i have the release to see mm-hmm. a star wars film so i was like super excited and maul really was one of my favorite things about that film uh i had my issues with it because I thought it was too boring at the time with like all the politics going around. Now trade I think routes. It's, uh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing in a Star Wars movie? You're talking about trade routes. Um since then I think Phantom Menace might be my favorite of the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. actually. So and one of the things that still holds up the most about it really is Dark Maul. Like we complain a lot mm-hmm. about the you know, how the CGI just has been terrible and all these things, but the character design, the makeup on Darth Maul is still mm-hmm. just fantastic. It's so evocative, like Mo was saying. And and you see his like constant rage. Sometimes he like barely talks, but he like his clenching his jaw and just like the constant menace. And I mean, the only Sith we've ever really had was, you know, Darth Vader, who's like behind a mask and a cowl and everything. So you don't mm. see any of the expressions mm. or anything. And then um, Darth Sidious, who was always like behind the cowl and you couldn't really. So Darth Maul was this first, like really evocative, like emotional Sith that you actually got to see what was going on in his face. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was really cool that he's kind of, the Jedi at this point are so overconfident. They think the Sith don't even exist anymore. And then mm-hmm. Darth Maul is like the first one that they encounter. And it's like, Immediately crap, whoops their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, there's a Sith Lord. What the fuck? Why didn't we even realize that they were around? We didn't even sense them. What is happening? And then it takes two of them to fight him. And he holds his own the entire fight. Like you said, manages to kill Qui-Gon. And then obviously, mm. well, we see that we think that he gets murdered because he gets literally cut in half. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. Depends on your point yeah. of view. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan high ground. Obi-Wan high ground. Which is bullshit in that movie, right? Because like technically <laughs> yeah. Maul had the high ground. So what's this yeah. what's this what's mm-hmm. this high ground bullshit, Obi? Where did yeah. you learn this? Clearly oh, you oh, won oh, the oh, last oh. time you had the low ground. <laughs> Yeah, but, the, but but Obi-Wan always has the guy ground from a certain point of view. From his point of view. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> good, good point. Good point. Yeah. It's a it's yeah. a 
It's, it's a metaphorical high ground. This is metaphor. <laughs> well, I, yes. There's actually oh, like man. a post on this. Um, yeah, analyzing the position on it and from, from oh, Obi-Wan's like point they, of view, they, he had the high yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah they, they actually mm -hmm. analyze it. That's why. Mm -hmm. And then the only thing where, the only place where Obi-Wan doesn't have a high ground, according to the theory, it's in sand. Because it's ever shifting. Ergo, he never has the high ground. But it's <laughs> it's and it's also why everybody tends to hate sand. <laughs> but wow. Darth Maul was thriving in sand though because he whooped Qui Gon yeah. in that fight. Uh, Qui Gon had yeah. to retreat. Yeah, but yep. Qui Gon, yep. Qui Gon is not Obi Wan. Qui Gon does not have Obi Wan high ground. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I have to read this Reddit thread. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, anyway, we I remember. Yeah, um, I remember that I was really disappointed that they killed him, and <clears throat> that he was in it so little. I, he, he only has like a couple lines, I think, of the entire film, <clears throat> and I was like, and his fight, like the choreography of the fights, are so realistic, like compared to obviously what we got in the original trilogy. And then you see this, <clears throat> and it's like this is a masterpiece. What what is happening? Um, yeah. so I remember being really upset about it. I was like, well, we know we're probably not going to get Darth Vader at all to like the very end. So why did we get rid of this awesome bad guy right at the beginning? Like what is happening? And obviously we didn't know we were going to get Clone Wars and Rebels. And then mm -hmm. he ended up being one of the most fleshed out characters. So I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to see him again. But at the time when I saw the movie, I was like, damn, why? And then when I would rewatch him, I would get upset again. Like why, why did they kill him? He was so awesome. Such a good mm -hmm. character. Why, why? I know, I know, I know. Uh, and it's, it's it's hard not to see like I've never seen anybody gotten chopped in half and survive. No. Mm -hmm. so, no. so whatever little information we got, it made sense. Like Darth Maul just died. Like yeah, he was cut in half. <laughs> but but as we magically find out in Clone Wars, Darth Maul magically. is damn resilient. And <laughs> he survived. So, Clone Wars. Survivor. Big, big question though. Like, as I know, I know you saw Clone Wars fairly recently, thanks to the efforts yeah. of this uh, podcast. <laughs> but before you went into seeing the show, did you know that like Maul was like back in the fold of the Star Wars universe, or, or was it a surprise when you saw it? Because I mean, it's hard to keep a spoiler, you know. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, keep, keep secrets, right? When it's uh, it's been years after it's the been fact around the for reveal yeah. happens. So I don't know if like you knew about it or like or or knew, if you did, if you knew what to expect in terms of like how he came back. Okay, so I knew that he was in the show. Uh, I never actually saw any of the clips or anything, so I didn't know how they actually brought him back. I was like, but wasn't he cut in half? Like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> exactly. How so do you come back? yeah, how do you come back? I didn't know in what you know how they were bringing back like for what purpose like what his role was in it but I, I knew that he was back because it's like a big deal and even if Josbando I don't think yeah Josbando had seen Clone Wars he hadn't watched Rebels but I think he'd watched some of the fights in Rebels too just because mm -hmm. he loves YouTube and he's had watched some of the fights and stuff so I knew that he was around <laughs> but whenever he started talking too much about it, it's like shut up I'm gonna get to watching it at some point so just like don't spoil it just leave me be so when you first see him it mm -hmm. was insane because it's you know uh it's uh savage press going after him i mean even like that episode like i knew 
Darth Maul was going to show up in the show. I just didn't know which episode or anything it was going to be. And then mm-hmm. when Mother Talson like tells Savage, like, you have a brother and you see his face like in the crystal, it's like, oh. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> Lord, here we go. It's <laughs> happening. And then when you finally see him and he's like attached to like these, like an arachnid lower body yeah. and like his horns oh, yeah. are overextended and he's insane and incredibly powerful. And it's like, what the hell? Well, that's what happens when you're in isolation with half of your body under a cave. Yeah, that's what that's what I that's how I felt after, you know, a couple of months of COVID quarantine. So I don't blame I don't blame I don't blame Darth Maul at all. I've I've always wondered if how does do they shave those horns? What's what's the deal? Do they just Uh, chop it? If I had to do an educated guess, I would imagine it's kind of like a cat. You know how cats keep their, you know, their their nails sharp just by scratching on poles and shit all the time. I think, you know, Maul, it's just like scratching (laughs) his head on a wall or something every once in a while. So I mean, that's but that's just an educated guess, right? Because I'm not a expert on Dathomirian biology. Sabrakian, sorry. Sabrakian biology. Well, like, or it could be something like Hellboy, kind of like always shaving the. True, true, true. We don't know. Possible, don't... but 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 yeah, it was it's a curiosity. <clears throat> that's for sure. <laughs> or well, or, or maybe it's as their mm-hmm. path. Like, is are the horns like? Do they grow and retract depending on their mood or what's happening? We don't know. Yeah, because I, like I, I would think that maybe it's, it is like after they reach a certain age, they like stop. But you could tell in that episode that when he's full of rage and madness, they are really extended. And once Mother Talton like calms him down and brings him back to reality, they do detract, retract. So I think it might be tied to that. Like how much like the hatred of the madness inside that just like expresses itself in the horns. I don't know. But the character maybe, design, like when she, the horns were... Maybe she or shaped them down with night, she, uh, night Sister Magic. It's like Night Sister yeah. Magic, night sister magic haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah but no the design of when he has like the tentacles and then the the sorry like the tarantula legs or whatever it was and mm-hmm. then like the overextended horns he looked terrifying like he was already terrifying to begin with but this was like next level like right. even Sauvage who's like twice his size was like what oh, the hell is this I don't mess well with but Sauvage <laughs> was twice the size because he got mm-hmm. juiced up with Night Sister steroids right I know so He's not he's not naturally that big so he's cheating he's basically a, like uh, like ma- a black magic captain america he took some, <laughs> some steroids and then he's big he didn't earn it he didn't earn he it, didn't earn it. <laughs> darth maul was uh, lanky but you know he was like bruce lee he doesn't have a lot of muscle but he'll kick your ass through yeah. sheer skill and will as opposed to savage he, he was engineered so mm-hmm. that's why i like maul will always be speared to savage in my book oh no definitely i agree with you yeah I, I completely agree with you. And and I do love then uh, Mother Talson brings him back to reason and then he gets like the cybernetic mm-hmm. legs, which was fantastic. Uh, it, the way he moved and everything was like super cool. I don't think they yeah. animated as well in Rebels. I think he looked better in um, in Clone Wars, but mm. that's my two cents on that. <laughs> I will always agree with Clone Wars having <laughs> superior animation to Rebels. Always. Hey. Yeah, but but Mo, you have the I didn't you buy it last at Orlando the or Chicago the the mall the, sculpture with the I, I wanted to that was that was my so if, if anybody out there knows where to get it please let us know <laughs> uh, but there was and I think it was was it Orlando I think was it, it was or was it just Chicago? like a hot toys or something 
it's probably one of those things or like a sideshow or something and it was like it's like the arachnid Darth Maul just like oh wow yeah that's that's huge this thing is like probably yay high and like big it's like should have should have gotten it that's a that's a beautiful piece for the map for any mantelpiece any mantelpiece yes even for non-star wars fans that's a great uh, piece of art to have in your living room Eh. it's amazing that's it's beautiful and and but that's that's when we like seeing that mall coming back i I love like Mm -hmm. i i love the fact that they fused it with like spider legs and like that whole Mm -hmm. like you know spiders are always like living in the shadows and shunned by system mm. like, like it, it's i always find it funny like that fear of spiders mm-hmm. that people tend to have yeah uh, because it's i mean they're usually the other way around like spiders tend to be beneficial like animals mm. have around yeah get rid of other insects get rid of like mm-hmm. worse insects and things that are in harm's way but the fact that they're so otherworldly to us because they have oh eight legs eight eyes like mm-hmm, and and it that that was like the evocation that like Maul had like just completely chunked like away in the dark mm-hmm. just festering in that hatred of like everything that transpires like this like I can I can see why he became that devilish looking being because it was mm. like you know you, you you were taken as a kid from your family you were made another for- one yeah oh yeah another one you were, <laughs> another one. <laughs> they were they were forced into the dark side without their joy mm-hmm. like it wasn't even mm-hmm. a choice for them. and then being promised the oh you're gonna be the next apprentice and then palpatine is always playing a school set six-dimensional chess this is just like yeah. another yeah. baby under like a like the realization that he never stood a chance mm-hmm. to actually go like it must have been like such like enraging and then mm-hmm. to add salt to the wound like a jedi about like a jedi knight a baby just chopped you in half when you were destined yeah. to be the greatest <laughs> yeah well Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan was really young when that happened yeah Obi-Wan was a baby true true Ewan McGregor would look very babyish at the time like it's not the bearded rugged you know, rugged, rugged beautiful rugged. master we know now <laughs> that Ewan McGregor became was just you know just this boy like mm-hmm. and just seeing like oh now you're with your brother who's also being like manipulated by the same people that mm-hmm. yeah in the first place like it's such like a beautiful like from animal to then becoming like more again human yeah. legs mm-hmm. like it's, it's it's that transition like how jaded he eventually becomes and like dissatisfied with everything but that hatred is always there and i think that's what distinguishes maul from other characters like his evolution was always based on that anger that lack of 
both he never learned to nobody loved him and vice versa mm-hmm. he never learned how to even love himself like it was just i hate who i am like mm-hmm. that, that driving force it, it must be staggering and infuriating like mm-hmm. but i think that's but the I interesting mean, thing still- though <clears throat> oh go ahead <laughs> no that he's still really resilient though even after all this knowing that he was left for dead that his master abandoned him nobody came looking for him but then his brother does show up and then he decides even though after being betrayed he decides that he's still a sith lord and now he's going to be the master and he's going to make his brother his apprentice and we're still going to follow this and i'm going to get my revenge and i'm still going to become incredibly powerful and he <clears throat> proves himself to be incredibly intelligent and a really good tactician like what he decides to do you know with the whole syndicates and stuff and trying to rule the underworld and everything was genius i mean papa palpatine's mistake i think was revealing himself to the world i mean he was doing way better when he was in the background from the shadows manipulating everybody but once because of his hubris he had to show that he was the emperor he had to show himself you know it's me i'm the one with the power and that was the beginning of his downfall Mm -hmm. But Maul's idea to start like a shadow organization, he would have been successful at that, I feel like. The problem was obviously that he was never able to completely let go of the rage and the need for revenge. Mm-hmm. So he took no real joy from trying to be like powerful. He like pretended like he that like that made him feel better, but it didn't really. It just made him feel more shallow. And at the end, like he focused all of his energy into getting his revenge and eventually obviously destroying him. Yeah, I mean, but I think that's one of the interesting things about Maul is like all those things used as a mirror for Anakin, right? Because as we have mm-hmm. discussed in previous episodes, like all the the interesting thing of like having three different villains in the three different prequels is that there are three different visions of Anakin. Uh, and, you know, it. I don't think that narratively, George Lucas really kind of like pulled the trigger on like, being explicit on how each one kind of represents those things for Anakin. Uh, but I mean, but the ideas are still there though. And for Darth, with Darth Maul specifically, I mean, he kind of is the same character as Anakin is in, in that sense, right? They were both taken as children from, from a home that they both knew to be trained in this, you know, wizard world, one for evil, right? And one for good. But, you know, they both had different, uh, nurturing right where one is you uh, beaten with you know literally right because Darth Maul was abused all of his life under Palpatine's tutelage and you know just developed that pure rage through the dark side and through the abuse uh, <clears throat> Anakin in a way wasn't abused in that same way physically but he was kind of emotionally abused in some sense through the emotional neglect right so they both ended in similar places of being consumed by the dark side because of how they were each neglected by the people that they trusted and loved. And where one was able to transcend that through family and the redemption through Luke, Maul never got to do that because Maul actually never knew what love was, never knew what a family was, never knew what kinship was. So he had no way to better himself. And I think that's kind of the, and kind of like fast forward, right? Into Rebels and spoiler alert for people that have not seen Rebels, but I think that's kind of one of the genius things of that final scene, right? With Obi-Wan and Maul in the desert, which is like, 
uh, Maul tells Obi-Wan, like, oh, look what you have become, a rat in the desert. And then Obi-Wan, master of the comeback, is just like, yeah. oh, look what I have risen above. And it's just like, yeah, we see that Obi-Wan has transcended, right? And has been able to grow through all of his failures into like the master that he is in the desert. And, oh, and Maul, what, he's the same broken boy, right? That was just whose ego and whose uh, emotions and whose self-esteem was destroyed by Palpatine. And he was never able to uh, get over it. And that's why he was never able to redeem himself. And the last thing he says to Obi-Wan, he dies, right? It's like, oh, he'll avenge us. So he's still, even in his death, he's still yeah. thinking about revenge mm-hmm. instead yep. of like any other emotion. So yeah, it's kind of the opposite, right? Of how Anakin died, because Anakin died the same way, right? In someone else's arms. Yeah. But instead, like, Anakin does the opposite. He's like, oh, let me look. It's like he turns yeah, to the light the side. It's like, let me look up. at my son with my own eyes. Ooh, still. So it's yeah. so in that sense, like it's it's the same journey. Only one is kind of engulfed in flames, and the other one is kind of <laughs> purified at the end. So I mean, Darth, and it's interesting that they did this with a villain, right? Because some most of the time, villains don't get the time of day to be dissected and 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 looked as in depth as other characters are for the most part protagonists right and sometimes not even protagonists get as much depth either because i would i would argue that i mean i love rebels and i love kanan but i would argue that kanan didn't get as much love in terms of like how much we're going and delving into his psyche and his backstory yeah. as uh maul did in rebel in rebels alone i'd argue but I don't know. I don't know if you guys agree with that one, but it's kind no, of a perspective. That's right true. Now. <laughs> but and it's interesting because Maul turns out to be one of the most intriguing characters in Rebels. Yeah. Like it's it gives Ezra a different choice from what is being thought, and and mm-hmm. the approach the approach Maul takes it's not it's not the approach of like I'm kidnapping you it's like yeah he always gave Ezra the choice to join him it it, it was always I mean there could have been you know manipulative tactics and whatnot but Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah but he could have easily just kidnapped him and forced him him yeah or but the fact that I think Ezra actually could have given him that family that yeah diverse experience to actually make him transcend because at the moment maul finds ezra he 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 has a little bit transcended the duality of the force like it's mm-hmm. like yeah sith jedi they're they're kind of yeah. all playing the game like i'm mm-hmm. neither i'm not i'm not a sith i'm not a jedi i'm just a, i used to be a force user that's kind of how mm-hmm. But he's not Bendu in that sense, where Bendu no, no, is no. neither because he's in the middle. He's still like firmly dark side. No, no, he's just he, like not in the you know in the in the exactly. ism, right? It, well, it, it's it's <clears throat> more like a he's a, it's more like a relativist at that mm. point. Like you know, I'll just use whatever I need at the moment that will okay. benefit yeah. me. If it's, it's if it's the dark side, then I'll use it. If it's mm. some sort of like dark like light side, like he'll probably use it. Like it's almost like. I can pick and choose because I'm not mm-hmm. bounded by any dogma at this moment, mm-hmm. except except the hatred that was in his heart, and and that 
that is that is the quintessential essence of the Sith. Like the those emotions are the ones that strike gives you the access to the Force. So it's almost like he just became like the antithesis of like a gray Jedi will be. <laughs> like a gray Sith. He's or, a the gray Sith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to. Whatever, whatever that means. It's like, whatever that, that that's a cool episode. Difference, you know, gray Sith and a gray Jedi. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm not in the middle. I'm still definitely dark side, but I have no master. I have no religion to follow. I do whatever I want. But right. I think it also came about because Palpatine, who had abused him his entire life, finally mm -hmm. broke him when he showed up in Mandalore and then killed his brother and then mm -hmm. just kicked his ass. Like... It Oh, uh, that, that was like completely one-sided. He was just like laughing, like flick, destroyed. Yeah, uh, I mean, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't a fight. Yeah. No, at the end, he's just like begging for mercy, and Palpatine's <laughs> like, uh, "The Sith don't deal with mercy. I will destroy you. Like you mess oh, with Palpy. me. You, you try to. You he's, start. He's, <laughs> Palpy's able to do that, but then he's not able to turn off the lightning. It's just like, come on, Palpy. I don't know. come on, I don't know. turn it off, turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I still don't know what happened there. But I think that, uh, and to most point as well, I think that Maul really was trying to find kinship. I mean, he started this relationship with his brother, but obviously he felt himself superior to his brother. So I don't think he ever exactly saw himself as the equal. And then he gets murdered. And then <laughs> he kind of has to go into isolation again after Order 66. So, I mean, he's been driven insane a couple of times and kind of come back every time a little bit crazier. And then I think when he meets Ezra, he does see in him this opportunity mm -hmm. to form another kinship because he could see that Ezra was having his doubts about, you know, uh, the nature of the force as well. Obviously, that goes sideways. Um, and I think that's what finally makes Darth Maul kind of lose it. It's like, I don't even, I'm done with this. I'm just going to focus. I'm trying to find Obi-Wan and kill him because that's the only thing I feel now that is going to fulfill me is to destroy mm -hmm. the man that destroyed mm -hmm. me. It's like, I can't go after Palpatine because clearly he can kick my ass. But at this point, he still thinks that he can defeat Obi-Wan because the last time they had met, Obi-Wan was a little overwhelmed because Darth Maul started talking about the fact that he could Qui-Gon and all these things. And Obi-Wan still wasn't in a good place. So he started becoming angry about it. So he kind of had to retreat during that fight. So he probably thought like, oh, Obi-Wan I can take. Not Palpatine, but Obi-Wan I can probably destroy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that's, he finds out that he can't. No. Because Obi Obi has the high ground. That's the high ground. Even in the sand. Even in the sand, he had the high ground though. So that Reddit thread is actually maybe not true. Not true. Well, okay. But I think we can let's compare that first fight that they had and then the final fight. Because it's like a completely different dynamic here. Because yeah, I feel like yeah. the Phantom Menace fight, Obi-Wan is only able to win because of the rage. I don't think he was at mm. the level that he could fight Maul by himself, but when he sees that Qui-Gon gets destroyed, mm -hmm. like the rage overcomes him and he, it gives him more power. But in this instance, he's able to defeat him because of the opposite, because he's serene and he's transcended like his hate of him. And he knows mm -hmm. his purpose right now is to protect Luke. So he, I mean, it's, it is one of the shortest lightsaber fights ever, but I think it's one of the most beautiful ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree. That's, that's it's a, amazing beautiful. everything about that fight is and and in this one it's the opposite obi-wan's the ones that's standing still and you see mm. that small pacing back and forth because in the other one yeah qui-gon was calm but 
Obi-Wan was pacing back and oh, forth Obi-Wan in the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. one, like <sighs> bursting at the seams. And this one, it's the opposite. Obi-Wan's like completely serene. And it's just, uh, it's so beautiful because so far, Darth Maul had been usually using just like the one lightsaber, not the double. And this time mm-hmm. he just like goes on and lights the, both sides of the lightsaber and then and then Obi-Wan goes through the different stances. And then just waits. Which one was it? I think you know goes through the stances. Which one does he do? Hey, well, he starts, he starts off yeah. with like uh, uh, the, the like like the big Obi-Wan thing from mm-hmm. Return uh, Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith. Yeah, he with the two fingers pointed out. So it's like his youthful, like I'm ready for action general Kenobi thing. But then yeah. he's like, oh no, no, no. Um, I'm in a different place. And then he switches to Qui-Gon's pose uh, from Phantom Menace. He's like, no, I learned the lessons of my master. And then he kind of goes uh, into... I think the, he does a double hand. And, and then he goes yeah. into the Alec Guinness pose from A New Hope. And it's like, I have transcended. Uh, so he goes into those three stages of those poses, uh, which I think, I mean, it was great visual storytelling, right? But to your point, I mean, like the difference between like the fight in Phantom Menace and in uh, Rebels is that there are different fights literally and figuratively, right? One is very long and elaborate and one is very mm-hmm. short and, and, and simple, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I think the main difference is not that, is that one is an external fight, right? The one in Phantom Menace is about the literal physical clash between Jedi and Sith and like how they're, you know, how they're matching Toe to toe with how with their lightsaber combat, and the fight and rebels is the internal fight of like they're not fighting with their lightsabers. And the fight lightsaber yeah. is a tool. They're really like fighting with their souls in a way. So that's why most of the fight is just them looking at each other in the dark after you know yeah. Darth Maul kicks and turns you know kicks the sand to uh, turn off the the, the fire yeah the fire mm-hmm. that was between them, uh, yeah. but. The biggest thing that I can compare it to, I don't know if you guys have seen the Jet Li movie Hero, uh, but there yeah. is a scene in that movie. I mean, I love that. I love that movie. Uh, but there's a, a particular scene there. And actually, like, I was just remembering, holy shit, there's a Star Wars connection to that movie. There's a scene there where uh, Jet Li is fighting uh, Donnie Yen, who was in Rogue One as Shirt. Uh, and the fight, and like, one of the cool things about that movie is that each fight has a color theme. So, like, visually, the movie yeah. is just stunning. But that first fight, which is basically my favorite fight of that movie, they're fighting like in a chess hall and, you know, there's water's dripping everywhere. And like, there's just like this old man playing like the Chinese instrument that I forget the name of right now, but the fight is them in their mind. And all of the fight is like in black and white, like these super saturated, not saturated, you can't saturate white, but like the super blown out whites and blacks. uh, And, but the whole fight is in their mind. And then after like a five minute, fight or whatever they fight in real life and all of a sudden the fight ends in a couple of seconds because mm-hmm. they just had that fight they already <clears> went through all minds. the motions and mm-hmm. so that's that's the biggest analog i have i mean obviously this uh, fight from rebels is based on other samurai film right that inspired filoni and all the gang down at lucasfilm but visually i think that fight that i was mentioning from the movie hero is kind of what was happening right in and rebels it's like they're getting to know themselves from within not as much as as without right and and in the external so that's the main difference of how those two fights 
Phantom Menace and Rebels uh, go out. It's just they're fighting completely different planes. Yep. Yep. Oh, um, that absolutely makes that that makes total sense. That connection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it is, and it is also an emotional fight, like mm-hmm. because for and, and and this this can be like why it also evokes like more anger on Maul's side because from Maul's perspective like you know he killed uh, Obi-Wan's master he killed mm-hmm. Satine he killed Satine Jesus like it, it for all intents and purposes like Maul was probably expecting a hate hatred from Obi-Wan yeah at least and, any kind of reaction because Obi Wan was just like, yeah, <laughs> any type but, of like visceral reaction. I'm pretty sure that's what he was expecting. Yeah, he I think he was expecting for um, Obi Wan to like mirror his rage. It's like, I'm this much rage. You have to feel the same rage because I did this to you. So, yeah. and, and, and he then, didn't get I, what he was expecting. Yeah. And, that, and that, I think that, that completely threw him off. Yeah. That, that's, that's where, mm-hmm. that's when Maul loses that fight. Mm-hmm. When, he finds out that, the, you know, all Obi-Wan has at this moment is just like unfazed equanimity. It's just like, there, like, I accept, I accept everything you did to me. I, I probably do not love you for that, but yeah. I also mm-hmm. do not harbor any hatred towards you. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I found it's, my higher purpose. Yeah. I, I, and it was almost like on a very, that's why I love the ending of that fight. It was like so much compassion that yeah. Obi Wan mm-hmm. was exuding or like bringing forth to like because on 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 the one hand, Obi Wan probably understood like all mm-hmm. of that <clears throat> as well, mm-hmm. especially hatred directed to towards one single person because. Mm-hmm. For Maul's perspective, it was Obi Wan that took everything away, and from Obi Wan, <laughs> both it was like Maul yeah. thinks that Obi Wan took everything from him, and Obi Wan thinks yeah. that Maul took everything yeah. from him. So. so, so it's it's like, and at that moment, like that's where that phrase, like, oh look, like I look what I transcended, like yeah, Obi Wan was speaking to that hatred, to that anger, to that unprocessed emotional angst like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then in reality that's you know most those strong emotions are hard are very difficult to handle with like most might if like any of somebody that harbors hatred towards someone will probably live their whole life with that hatred like unless they process it internally that we we probably we're wired to just like follow those emotions it's hard to break away from those and mm-hmm. when when and that that probably that was obi-wan's high ground the emotional Ooh. <laughs> emotional high ground bringing it bringing it back <laughs> yeah well i mean and it is very telling that uh darth maul used the same move that had defeated mm-hmm. uh qui-gon jinn and you know Obi-Wan saw right through it. And that's like the moment where he destroys it, where you can see that difference of like what you have transcended and what you haven't. Because Maul is still trying to use the same move to use years and years mm-hmm. ago and probably doing it on purpose just because this is what I used to kill your master kind of mentality probably. Right. And, you know, and then Obi-Wan like, yeah, I see right through you. Bye. 
destroyed. And and the fact that uh, he did find some comfort, I guess, I think he really did go there wanting to die. Like, I don't think he had really made any connections. And uh, and maybe if um, killing him would have been a short-lived, I think, happiness for him. I, I, he wouldn't have been satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah. when, when he realized that Obi-Wan had become so much stronger, he could have run away, but he didn't. I think he, at this point, it's like, just just destroy me because there's nothing. I mean, I can't destroy you. I can't destroy Palpatine. I'm going to live with this need for vengeance the rest of my life. I, I'm just going to end it now. So obviously, Maul being who he is, he can't end it without the fight. Like, he can't just mm -hmm. give up and be like, lay down and immolate himself. Like, he needs to go in a fight. But I still think like he did want to die at that point. Probably, so, so I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. <clears throat> but, but Which is me, so sad. <laughs> it, is, it is, it is sad, but mm -hmm. it's also a culmination of his life. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it's a sad, it, Maul had a sad, that's, there's no yeah. denying that. Mm -hmm. Very unfortunate set of events that put him on the path of destruction. And, and that, like, I, I've seen that I think I saw this scene, that scene before. I watched Rebels, then watch it when I, once I watch Rebels. And I love how it ends, like, oh, he will avenge us. Like, to me, that's very cryptic because it can be seen. And I, I don't know how you all, like, understood the phrase. Like, who's Oh, I understood it as in this is the Chosen One and there was a prophecy about the Chosen One defeating the dark side and the mm -hmm. fact that the Chosen One would kill and destroy Palpatine and all his plans. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, even though he hated uh, Obi-Wan because he cut him in half, he hated Darth Sidious more because mm -hmm. he abused him his entire time, sold him this dream, and then just abandoned him. And then mm -hmm. he wanted all of Darth Sidious' plans to fail. Like in, in Clone Wars, right before um, Order 66, he gets ahsoka but he had planned on getting obi-wan and anakin and he said that the reason he did that was because <clears> he wanted to kill anakin because anakin was meant to be his next apprentice and mm -hmm. without anakin his plans were going to fail so i mean from the beginning he was trying to make it so that you know star cities would fail but mm -hmm. i mean anakin eventually does kill him but then the new trilogy brings the public back so whatever um it's not going to rise of skywalker hey no <clears throat> but mobile what you're saying like i think that literally yeah. when he says avenge us he does mm -hmm. mean specifically obi-wan and darth Maul. yeah yep. i think he is speaking about the both of them directly because their enemy is the same one right like even though he's mm -hmm. fighting obi-wan their their and their common enemy is still palpy right palpy is the one that's kind of like drove them all into like these uh hiding spots right where like uh mm -hmm. Darth Maul has to like also be hiding in the shadows, even though he's not right in the desert. He was still hiding right in in Malachor, yeah. wherever he was, uh, and so was Obi Wan because of Palpatine. Uh, so uh, quite literally, I think that like, he was talking about uh, about that when he like looked right mm -hmm. <laughs> longingly into Obi Wan's <laughs> Obi Wan's eyes, and it's just like he will avenge us. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's such a beautiful <clears throat> like. And, and, and I think at that moment, the fact that he equated them as they're, they're both equal at that moment, like they've been harmed and they've been completely destroyed by this person, like Palpatine mm -hmm. destroyed both their lives. 
Like, yeah. And 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 it's all, so so maybe the, and that was probably the death that he was looking for. Like there was peace in that. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Warriors about, death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was still thinking about the vengeance, but he found comfort in the fact that maybe his vengeance, not by him, but somebody else, was going to fulfill that desire for vengeance. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end he was comforted by that. So. But I, and and this I don't I don't know I don't know enough about like the roots of words. I'm sure revenge and avenge have same roots, but they're. I would assume so. They mean the same thing, only mm-hmm. slightly different, right? <clears throat> yeah. But 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 it's it's an interest because like then what's mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I want to look at what. What's it's thing? like it's like the difference between a, like a, like assassinating or murdering. It's like it's all the same thing. It's only the intent, right? It's what makes the the word mean something a little bit bit different well so. at least culturally i don't know if it has to do with the actual root but i feel like avenge has a more positive connotation and revenge has yeah. a more negative connotation yeah it's it's like I, I would i mean I'm not, i haven't looked it up in the dictionary now but if i would go with what you're saying honey, right where revenge is like vigilante justice more or less and avenging yeah. is kind of like uh, out uh, something that's condoned by the society it's like between a pirate and a buccaneer right or like a pirate <laughs> is just like not sanctioned and then buccaneers were sanctioned by Uh, the government or something like that maybe i'm mixing up my terms but if you know about pirates in the caribbean then then you know what i'm talking about so excuse my lack of terminology i'm using them wrong you know what i'm talking about you pirate nerd so so i I had to look for it so according to (laughs) dictionary.com they used to mean the same but okay it's a cultural thing probably but as time Mm -hmm change a bench became completely restricted to inflicted punishment as an act of re- retributive justice or as a vindication yeah, yeah. you're right you're right the you're revenge, right. revenge implies inflicting pain or harm to retaliate either for real or fancied mm-hmm. wrongs and it's actually mm-hmm. more on a personal less concerned with justice and more of just inflicting harm so right. so i think i think at that moment then just by that by how it mall expressed it then there is a transcendence like it's i'm not it's not about just a personal like just oh, me anymore yeah mm-hmm. it's more like we're, we will both be avenged like it's more yeah. so so most death is actually most transcendence that's what he was looking for he wasn't so you're saying that mall became one with the force and he turned to the light side. He's gonna oh, be a force oh, ghost oh, oh, in Rise oh, of Skywalker, talking to Ray. That would be amazing. I don't think he turned to the light side. I no, don't no, think he turned to the light but, side. But, 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 but maybe it could be the equivalent of the light side. Of the middle. Of the, or for him. On the, on the, yeah. For the, yeah, like the, the transcendent. <laughs> uh, so hey, it would be, be really interesting to eventually see the ghost of mall and Obi-Wan. Dark mall. <laughs> playing 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 badminton together and like <laughs> they are friends now yeah. i'm all for it it's like it was like whatever let's all be friends let's just find a commonality some common ground and just become yeah uh, besties in the force well i mean i i do feel like in that moment they both perfectly understood each other and themselves yeah oh, absolutely so Mm-hmm. so as sad yeah. as it is it was still like an incredibly beautiful and impactful moment that i 
just at that I did not expect I knew that confrontation was gonna come but when I saw that episode and the fight mm -hmm. was over in like a second I was like what the hell just happened rewind <laughs> like wow that is intense uh, still... it's speaking so speaking was... <clears throat> speaking honestly though uh, or asking honestly right uh, mm -hmm. did you get when you saw guys saw that scene for the first time did you think or expect or want it to go different because I, I for, for my part, when I saw it the first time, I was like expecting and wanting the flashy fight scene and kind of being somewhat like disappointed. And then like with rewatches, I was like, no, no, this, yeah. this totally makes sense. It clicks better and took completely turned around. Did you guys have, have uh, feelings similar to that or were you always like on board the minute you saw the episode? I thought it was kind of perfect. Yeah. Like I, I, right away. But, yeah. but, but then again, you know, I think both Manny and I saw it, saw Clone Wars further down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we kind of need, like, I don't know, at least in my sense, like, it was just perfect. Like, it was just like, because I, I, if, if one scene I really hated was seeing Joda, like, flapping around. Oh, and yeah. So, oh. so, yeah. I, 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 and then we are, we have already seen an old Obi Wan fighting. Like, you, so it's just how stoic and like sad it all was and the tension. I, I thought it was just yeah. always be was also always perfect. And it was like cool, a so it's just of, me, so it's just me, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. We can okay. have differing opinions. Yeah. Uh, it's still it's amazing though. Um but um, anyway, I think we've been going on for a while. Any last thoughts about I did have one thing, one thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, Lots of people after the uh, Siege of Mandalore arc that culminated Clone Wars Season 7, after mm -hmm. they saw the uh, dynamics between Ahsoka and, and Maul, yeah. there was a lot of chatter on the Twitterverse and the, and the YouTubes and all that social medias about uh, shipping these two characters together because it's like these two characters that, you know, were... Uh, left their orders because they have been abandoned that are lost within what they're doing and have a common kind of a common cause and then obviously uh well not obviously but then uh, darth maul does the well at, at this point he's maul right he's not darth anymore anymore yeah. and he's doing the he does the kylo ren thing right from last jedi like outstretches yeah. his hand and it's like oh join me and all that shit uh, so there was a lot of uh ahsoka maul shipping there for a minute and I'm not a big shipping person, so like I'm, I wasn't on board. But I wanted to see if you guys had anything, any thoughts on what happened in that episode or anything to add to that. Because I think that's a fun way to kind of shift the conversation away from Darth Maul's death. Uh, that, I, I, I was actually gonna just talk about that, like Ahsoka and okay. Maul. I don't, I don't, a, I don't see the chip just because in my head canon Ahsoka doesn't bat that way for that direction oh, okay uh, but uh that i would say she goes to bat for both teams if i, if I were to Pro probably I mean, she, she can do she can do whatever she wants it's up yeah. to her we uh, don't know anyway we don't know so we don't know, we don't know anything so exactly yeah. we, don't know, we don't know anything that was just that's just my head canon. uh <laughs> which was for now it's canon because we don't know yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't know we actually don't know yeah we don't know um but i i thought the the scene reflected more and it kind of goes parallel like what you were saying goose that maul 
in a way is the the flip side of Anakin because it, mm. it, it was kind of like that Empire Strike Back, like join me, we'll do it together. I, I, I just saw it as the that was like the mm-hmm. Darth Vader moment. So you so you saw you saw more Empire and less less Jedi. Yes, I saw more Empire than Last Jedi. That's a good way to frame it, actually, now that you put it that way. Because it's the same uh, scene, in a way, but with different intent, right? Where Catalan's kind of romantically asking yeah. Ray to join him. Obviously, Vader's uh, doing more in a father-son relationship, right? Yeah. In that sense, how you're saying it makes sense, because then Darth Maul is the Anakin proxy, right? And then it's like sibling or father-daughter, or whatever you want to call that relationship. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I didn't see the romantic connection there either. I think they might have actually made a pretty good like team. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Because and at that point, Darth Maul was right. And I think yeah. if Ahsoka had joined him, they would have they would have done some serious damage. In fact, they yeah. might have been able to get Palpy down quicker. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem the problem obviously being that Ahsoka just doesn't believe him about Anakin. She mm-hmm. is, I mean, she lied to herself for a very long time because later on in Rebel, she actually senses Anakin way before she actually meet him as Darth Vader and she was still in denial. So it was too hard to break that image that she had of Anakin before. So there was no way that they were going to work with the premise that, you know, mm-hmm. Anakin is going to become the next Sith Lord. That wasn't going to work. Uh, mm-hmm. If that wouldn't have been a roadblock to them, I think they would have been a pretty good team because Darth Maul himself was already like breaking away from what the Sith religion is. Ahsoka had been like abandoned by the Jedi. And I think they could have been able to find a middle ground together if it wasn't for the fact that she can't imagine Anakin being a Sith. And Darth just can't let go. Darth Maul can't let go of his rage because the reason he Mm -hmm. wants her to join him, but it's at the core, it's because he knows she's powerful and it'll help him get his revenge. It wasn't really about the rest of the galaxy or doing anything mm. for other people you know it was all about his own fulfillment but if he could have gone over that and if Asoka could have believed him i think they would have made a badass team right and, and i agree yeah. with that because i also compared to when darth maul wanted ezra to be his apprentice it's the same mm-hmm. the same thing in a way right i don't think he genuinely was looking for that uh, interpersonal relationship mm-hmm. with another uh, person for uh, Right through Ahsoka or through <laughs> or through Ezra, because uh, at the end of the day, I think he kind of felt that the way to do things with people and like how you use them was to the palpy method. Right, it's like you use them, and once they're of no use to you, you discard them because the person's only valuable when they're uh, able to contribute to your goals and they don't have intrinsic value as a person. Uh, so that's why like. I'm not so convinced that any of those pairings would have kind of worked to pull Darth okay. Maul out into a redemption arc because like he was not able to see beyond this person is just a tool for me to further my goals as opposed to yeah. like this is a person that I will have a relationship with, be it whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not that. It's just this is a tool and nothing yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Well, he did learn from Papa Palpatine, so what can you expect? The Master of Puppets. And if you haven't, that's a pretty good episode. Go check <laughs> it out. Go check it out. Uh, so I think we're done for today, right? Unless anybody else has anything else to add? No, I think. Uh, 
do we want to speculate on Maul maybe showing up on Bad Batch or? Well, I mean, if 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 anything, Maul does have unopened storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at least what Solo I took from Solo. Uh, mm-hmm. the movie. So <laughs> I would I would not be mad at all if Maul shows up. Actually, again. I guess we can all agree we more mall is okay. <laughs> more mall is okay. Yeah, um, I would not be against him showing up either. But I think uh, I think we've discussed it in the last episode. I think there's a bigger chance mm-hmm. of like Dryden Voss showing up than uh, Darth it's Maul. It's the bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, Darth Maul would be too public of a character to like show up already. Like he kept to the shadows for a while while he was like running Crimson Dawn. So I don't think he would like. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm back. Yeah. Kind of moment. So, but I would be okay with either, actually. So, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. There's three episodes of that batch left. So. I think the, 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 only, episodes. the only, if, if Maul does show up, then it might confirm those theories that Omega is force sensitive as well. Because then, that, because then you, I mean, if you have a force sensitive character, then you need the force sensitive antagonist to that character. Uh, I'm, st- I'm, I'm, I'm still hoping that Omega's not force sensitive. Uh, I, I, I saw another, I, I see Reddit. <laughs> Reddit seems to be on, on board or Omega being force sensitive. Uh, I just want regular people at this moment. <laughs> but, I mean, it's interesting because they haven't done anything else to further the uh, the theory that she's force yeah. sensitive since, so, like, so, you know, the beginning you, of the season. So, but what was your, I was reading is that the theory is based now that Omega does have an inhibitorship because we've not, they nobody has tested Omega for the inhibitorship, and Omega oh, don't do that. No. Oh no, don't do that to my heart. No, to prevent the force from expressing itself oh okay interesting that's a that's took so, a different turn to where i thought you were gonna go yeah, no 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 it's, yeah, it's, I, thought you were gonna, I thought she was gonna go order 66 and the badge and it's like it was like it's like omega's chip is meant to prevent the force from, from expressing itself. itself okay i see well, okay okay maybe interesting maybe, maybe. so we were gonna I hedge bets we were gonna hedge bets though between who's gonna show up if someone shows up, right? For the end of <clears throat> Bad Batch, between Boba Fett and Darth Maul, who do we think? Oh, it's gonna be? Boba. Boba. You gotta go with Boba. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out soon. So, yes. three more episodes. So we'll find out. Three more episodes. So, we ready to go? Ready to go. <clears throat> <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for joining us. If you love Darth Maul as much as we do, leave us a comment, leave us a like. We are Triad of the Force. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere where podcasts can be found. Just search for Triad of the Force. We have t-shirts and stuff too. And, you know, just, you know, show us some love, okay? <laughs> so with that, may the Force be with you. Mwah.